thank you for listening to the podcasts from Life Central Church. For more information or to visit one of our locations, go to lifecentralchurch.org.uk. Hello, it's so good to connect with you whenever and wherever you are watching this. And it's slightly different for us today with a live band and real people in the room, which we're just getting used to. But hey, you are real people as well. And we are so glad that you are connecting with us. And if you don't know who I am, my name is Leon and I'm the lead pastor. And I get the chance just to share with you and talk with you for around about 20 minutes or so. Uh, And we've got some other fun stuff and engaging stuff for you as well. And you know, um, this is going out at the beginning of September. September, which of course is back to school week. And I don't know how many of you prayed this week, okay? Some of you parents were praying for your kids as they went back to school and we were praying for them as well. Some of you teachers were absolutely praying, weren't you? And support staff when you were going back to school or college or university. My wife's a university lecturer and she's praying as well for this new season. But maybe some of you kids and young people, maybe they were praying this week as well. I love kids' prayers. They're so authentic and so genuine. Let me just read you um, a few uh, this morning. Fine, I think. Listen to this one. Dear Lord, thank you for my baby brother, but what I actually wanted was a puppy. And uh, it's just so honest, isn't it? Uh, Dear God, please change the taste of asparagus. It's like grass. And I think they mean the kind of green grass. Yeah, we'll leave that one. Uh, Dear Jesus, please don't come back before the next Cars movie, okay? And uh, this one, dear God, there isn't school in heaven, is there? And, and here's the thing, when you're a kid, you just pray naturally what's on your mind and in your heart. Here's the thing, when we grow up, I wonder, do our prayers only become safe, predictable or boring? Guys, if your prayers are boring, I question whether you're praying at all. You see, we're calling this series Dangerous Prayers. Why? Because following Jesus was never meant to be safe. And if you're a a, a church person, a Christian, maybe you're part of Life Central, guys, this is the season like no other for us to start praying dangerous prayers. As we look to regather, as we look to move beyond COVID at some point, our society is in chaos just as I go live with this, there's been a big stabbing in Birmingham just in the early hours of the night and our thoughts and prayers are with the families and with the police and the doctors involved in that. And there's so much unrest. We need to be praying dangerous prayers. But maybe you're someone and you're not a Christian yet. You don't know about this whole God thing. And you know, during COVID, Google says that, that, that um, searches for prayer, the word prayer went up by 50%. During COVID. And if you stick with us over the next four weeks, I want to challenge you and encourage you, maybe if you've never prayed at all, to start praying some of these dangerous prayers that we are going to share with you. You know, we're going to be basing this series on this book by Craig Rochelle from Life Church in America called Dangerous Prayers. And, and, and that church is so generous, like many churches in this season, and they've given all this content and said, hey, you go speak it. So much of the content I want to share with you today is taken from this guy's teaching and from this book. We're going to add some other things uh, of our own to it as well. But this is called Dangerous Prayers by Craig Rochelle. So if you want a book to go along with this series, I'd really encourage you to check that out. Our first prayer is a very, very simple prayer. And it's literally just two words. It's this, search me. I don't mean frisk me for weapons. 
I mean search my heart. And this is taken from Psalm 139, one of the grandest of the Psalms that David writes. And, and, and in the time when he writes it, he's under pressure because he's being criticised by many people and he, he's feeling defensive and he's feeling like he's being attacked. And in many senses, he was being attacked. But right at the end of that, he prays this search me prayer. It's an invitation for God to check out what's happening on the inside of his life. Let me read it to you from Psalm 139, verse 23 to 24. It says this Search me, God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there is any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. When you pray this prayer, you are inviting God to shine a light on the inside so that you can live with what we call integrity. You see, living with integrity, integrity literally means whole. It means undivided. It means you're the same on the inside as the outside. It means you are what you are when no one's looking, as well as when everybody's looking. And it's a dangerous prayer because when you and I pray, search me, we give God permission to do just that. And actually, integrity, living with integrity, is worth praying some dangerous prayers Billy Graham, who many of you will have heard of, he died a few years ago, but he said this as one of his many amazing things that he says. He said, integrity is the glue that holds our way of life together. When wealth is lost, nothing is lost. When health is lost, something is lost. But when character or integrity is lost, all is lost. And guys, we need to be men and women right now, whether you're a follower of Jesus or not, of integrity. And it starts when we pray the search me prayer. So I want to break this prayer down into four kind of subdivisions. And then we're going to um, give you an opportunity at the end maybe to respond and maybe to begin to pray this dangerous prayer. So firstly, David says, search my heart. Now, many of you will say, well, that, that's all good. I, I'm happy to say that because if I look in my heart, it's going to be all good. And the problem is, it's a little bit like this mirror that I've got here. You see, when we say search my heart, we, what, what we think is that this mirror becomes like my heart. And so in I, if I look at my heart like a mirror, mirror, mirror on the wall, who's the cutest of them all? Well, Leon, it's you. You're definitely the cutest. You know? And that's what we would say because actually when we look in the mirror, then the mirror often of our own heart just tells us what we want to hear. That's why this is a really bad mirror, just your own heart. Uh, and you see, the, the problem is, you see, we actually, we deceive ourselves. Do you know the person that we lie to the most in any given day is ourself? And you say, oh, no, no, I don't do that. Well, actually, we do. You see, research says that most people lie every single day. Just one more drink. Oh, it won't matter. Or I can handle it. Or it's not gossip, I'm just sharing it for prayer. You see, what we do is we lie. In fact, three quarters of drivers rate themselves above average when it comes to driving. Did you hear that? Three quarters of drivers, you can't, that's like be above average, you know? In fact, most drivers who have accidents consider themselves to be better drivers than those people who don't have accidents. Why? Because in Jeremiah says it in Jeremiah 17 verse 9, the heart is deceitful above all things and beyond cure. Who can understand it? The person we lie to most is the man or the woman in the mirror. And David knew that. And so he says, God, I don't want to just look at the mirror of my own heart. I want you to search my heart. 
This requires vulnerability. And vulnerability, as Brené Brown, a great author, she said this, vulnerability is the last thing I want you to see in me, but the first thing I look for in you. And David prays, search my heart. That's the beginning of this prayer, search my heart. But then he goes on to say, reveal my fears. Because the, the, the Bible says that David wrote, so test me and to know my anxious thoughts, reveal my fears. Now, this isn't the fears of heights or spiders or snakes. David's not praying, reveal those fears, because we all know what our own fears are. When he says, test me and know my anxious thoughts, he's asking God to reveal the things that he doesn't know he's experiencing. The anxious thoughts, the fears that are driving him on the inside. I um, recognised this when I read an article this week. And the article was about uh, pastors in the United States. I'm a pastor of a church, okay? And so I, I clicked on this link and it said that the research out there at the moment for pastors in the US is that there's never been a time in recent memory, where more pastors want to quit their job than right now. And as I read through those seven or eight reasons why they want to quit, apart from one, which was the politicised kind of way that America is at the moment, and I won't make any comments there because that will get me into trouble. Apart from that, I recognise myself in every single one of those reasons. Because actually this COVID-19 for you and for me, for all of us, has been so unsettling. And it still is as we try to break out of it and to move forward. It's still so difficult. And what this prayer does is it invites God to reveal the fears, the anxious thoughts that are on the inside of us that maybe we don't even know we've got. And that's not just to kind of expose us, but it's actually to bring us life. What Craig Rochelle says in this book is this, what we fear the most reveals where we trust God the least. What we fear the most reveals where we trust God the least. And you see, God doesn't want to just reveal these anxious thoughts, these fears, so that we can say, oh great, now I know what they are. He wants to deal with them. He wants us to live with integrity, which is being the same on the outside as you are on the inside. It's whole, it's integrated. I want to read you a story right now. And, and we in this church, we love stories. And in fact, on our website, um, you can go on our website and there's a, there's a link, stories. In fact, there's an email, stories at lifecentralchurch.org.uk. We'd love to hear your stories. And a lady wrote this story in a couple of weeks ago. And I want to read it to you. She says this, Last summer was a really tough time for our family. Came on the back of what feels like an onslaught of challenging circumstances that left me in a really bad place. I came to Rowley one Sunday, which is one of our locations, and Leon was speaking. At a very low ebb, my tears were flowing. Leon spoke of taking all your worries, troubles, anxieties, etc., and visualising them as a piece of paper that you scrunch up really small and throw with all your might at God, who then will safely catch them in like a baseball glove. When he prayed the prayer, I felt the most incredible peace come immediately over me and it lasted for weeks. And then when she got home, she actually painted a picture, this picture here of this glove. And it's almost like she must have prayed that search me prayer and God revealed her anxious thoughts and her fears. But he doesn't do that so that you just say, oh, great. Now, as well as spiders and snakes and heights, I now know these other things that I'm anxious about. No, he reveals them so that then you can deal with them. 
And we deal with them by doing what it says in the Bible when it says, cast your cares. In other words, throw, relocate those anxious thoughts and those fears to God because he cares for you. And just before we move on, I want to take a little moment here. We're going to kind of have a, have a half time through the talk, okay? It's like going to the dressing room and, you know, no, we're going to have a half time where we're going to give you an opportunity to maybe pray that search me prayer. Maybe ask God to reveal some of those fears or those anxious thoughts. And some of our guys got together a few weeks ago and pre-recorded this amazing song. And as you listen to it and as you watch it, allow God to, to, to surface some of those anxious thoughts and fears. But don't hold on to them in your hand. He doesn't want that. He wants you to let them go. So you cast your cares onto him because he cares for you. Wow. That's a great song, isn't it? We'll release that song out this week. And I think for me, you know, I have have an app on my phone called the One Minute Pause. And sometimes it's three or five or 10 minutes. But every single day of my life now, in that pause, on that app, that verse comes up. So every single day, I, I read that. Cast my cares on him, for he cares for me. And maybe right now, God has revealed some fears or some anxious thoughts for you. Don't hold on to them. You can let them go, even right now. You know, as David moves on through this search me prayer, it started with him saying, search my heart. And then, and then he said, reveal my fears. But then in number three, he said, uncover my sin. Uncover my sins. And then it says, see if there's any offensive way in me. I don't know about you, but don't we live in an easily offended world and in a world where we can become so offensive? I mean, we just can. There's just offence everywhere, especially on social media. Of course, none of you guys and girls out there at all, but some of us, we're offended or we become offensive. And I read this recently, an immature Christian is hard to please and easy to offend. And I want to change that because actually it's not just Christians, it's just an immature person. Is is really, really hard to please and easy to offend. And the reason that we are so easy to offend is because it's difficult for us to see our stuff, but it's really easy for us to see other people's stuff, isn't it? So we accuse and excuse. So we accuse others and we excuse ourselves. Like driving, for instance. You know, have you noticed that everyone who drives faster than you is an idiot? It was crazy. And everyone who drives slower than you is an idiot. It's like, you're the only perfect driver. In fact, my wife said to me the other day, uh, as we were out driving and I was being a little bit irritable, she says, it's everybody else on the road today, Leon, isn't it? And I said, absolutely it is. And then I caught myself and I thought, it can't be, can it? Do you know what I mean? Some of this has got to be me. But, but what we do is we see things in other people and we just don't see it in ourselves. And so David says, hey, hey, Don't just look in the mirror because the mirror will tell you that you're the cutest of all. But actually look in the mirror of God's word and God's truth and actually begin by praying, search me, God. Reveal my fears, but then uncover my sin. Now, we don't like that word sin. It basically means that we've missed the mark and something inside of our life and our heart and our mind is not pleasing to God. And you know, if you're a follower of Jesus today, you want to be pleasing to God. But you know, if you're not a follower of Jesus, I think we all know there's stuff inside of us that we just think, oh, I wish that wasn't there. So pray the search me prayer and God will search you. 
Now, how do we know what's going on there? How do we uncover that stuff that doesn't please God? Let me give you three diagnostic questions today. Number one, what are others trying to tell me? What are others, you see, when you pray, I know people have oh, I've asked God and God says I'm great. I've asked God and God says it's all good. I've asked God and God says this relationship is fine. I've asked God and God says this amount of drinking is great. I've asked God and God says, yeah, whatever I want to spend is fine. Actually, what we're doing is we're just asking the mirror of our own heart. What are others trying to tell me? Listen, if there's three people in your world who love you enough to tell you the truth, they're right. And what we do is we say, no, 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 no. I'm just going to listen to my heart. But the problem is, as we learned earlier on, the heart is deceitful above all things. You see, we can't see it in us. That's why we need other people. The Bible says in Proverbs 12, a fool is in love with his own opinion, but wisdom means being teachable. See, the Bible talks about fools, uh, foolishness and wisdom. Wisdom adjusts themselves to the light. A fool tries to adjust the light to themselves. And often light comes into our life with people around us who love us enough to tell us the truth. What are others trying to tell me? Number two, what have I rationalised for some time? In other words, I've just rationalised, well, it's just, or it's only, or you don't understand. And what we've done is we've rationalised it. You know, one of my um, the characters in the Bible that I, I'm intrigued by is Samson. Uh, and you might have heard the story of Samson with the long hair and the amazing strength. But you know, Samson had a little bit of a weakness for women. And in fact, he used to travel and go down to a place called Gath, which was several miles away. And in Gath, he would visit prostitutes and, and he messed his whole life up around his, his problem with women. But you know, the journey that he took was 56,250 steps. And every single one of those 56,250 steps was an opportunity to stop. But he didn't. Because somehow he rationalised, oh, well, it's only one, or it doesn't matter, or I deserve it, or it's okay, or everybody else is doing it. And what he didn't do is he didn't pray the search me prayer. So what are others trying to tell you? And what have you rationalised for so long? And then thirdly, where am I most defensive? This is often a diagnostic question of where God wants to shine that light. Where am I most defensive? Yeah, talk to me about this, talk to me about that, but don't go anywhere near that. That's often exactly where God wants to go if we'll let Him, if we'll pray that search me prayer. And I know in my own life that there are areas of my life where I'm more defensive about. And it's often that's a, an indication of where I need to allow God to shine His light into my heart. Search me, test me, reveal my fears, uncover those things that are not pleasing to you. Now listen, when you do, when God does uncover things in your heart and in your life, it's not to crush you. It's not to make you feel bad. It's not to make you feel like you're an awful person because you see, the truth will set you free, whatever it is. I love this quote from John Newton, who was an old hymn writer. He wrote, maybe his famous hymn was Amazing Grace that we all know so well. He said this, I am not what I ought to be. I am not what I wish to be. I am not what one day I will be, but by the grace of God, I am not what I once was. And living with integrity means that we pray the search me prayer all the way through our life. You know, we cast our cares onto Him every single day. We pray, search me, search my heart. We pray, uncover, uncover my sin so that we become more and more the person that God wants us 
to become. And we don't deny the truth and we don't rationalise the truth. We, we, we actually bring it out. And the Bible says that, you know, we confess to God for forgiveness, but sometimes we confess to people for healing. And there's that sense of accountability. You see, we believe in this church, we name things to tame things. When we name what's going on, then we can bring that thing under control. So I want to encourage you to begin to pray the search me prayer. It's a dangerous prayer. But then again, following Jesus was never meant to be safe. And finally, David says, lead my life. Lead me in the way everlasting. He wants God to lead him from the inside out. Now, of course, David sometimes didn't always live with integrity. In fact, uh, if you read David's story, there's murder in there, there's betrayal in there, there's adultery in there, there's deception in there. So he wasn't a perfect man at all. But he always had a heart for God. He had a heart to follow God. He had a heart to be, um, to live with integrity, to be the same on the inside as he was on the outside. And so he prays this prayer, search me, reveal my fears, uncover my sins and then lead my life in the way everlasting. And you know, I love the quote that Craig Rochelle says in this book. Prayer reminds us we are not in control and keeps us close to the one who is. And so as we kind of come into land today, you can have control or you can have growth, but you can't have both. You can have control or you can have growth, but you can't have both. So you've got to choose today like I've got to choose. What do I want to do? What am I going to do about it? Am I willing to surrender to God again and maybe um, to start praying this dangerous prayer? Search me. Go on, right where you are. Why don't you just try that? Search me. Search me, God. Know my heart. Reveal my fears. Uncover my sin. Lead my life. While you think about that, let me just read this psalm again to you, but from a different translation. And you know which one it is, the Passion Translation. Listen to this. God, I invite your searching gaze into my heart. Examine me through and through. Find out everything that may be hidden within me. Put me to the test and sift through all my anxious cares. See if there is any path of pain I'm walking on and lead me back to your glorious, everlasting ways. The path that brings me back to you. One of the words we misunderstand in the Christian faith is the word repent. The word repent, uh, some people think it means to turn and it does. Some people think it means to turn and go in a different direction. And it does. But actually, in its real essence, it doesn't really just mean to turn. It means to return. It means to return to our original intention, to the original intention, to our original design. And whenever we carry stuff in on the inside, whether it's cares and fears or whether it's sins and brokenness and pain, whenever we carry that on the inside, we move away from the trajectory of returning to God. And God only wants us to pray this prayer so He can have us back, so He can have you back, so He can have me back 
in a relationship with Him. And if you've never given your life to Jesus, if you, and I know that's a strange thing, if you've never said yes to Jesus, if you've never invited Him in, you can do that. But maybe you've done that, but it's been a long time since you prayed the search me prayer. And you actually know that there's a whole load of cares and anxieties that you carry every single day. And there's some stuff in your life that you know is not pleasing to God. And you wonder why you don't feel connected to Him. That's because you're carrying the stuff that separates you from Him. So I want to give you an opportunity right now to pray the Search Me prayer. And if you'd like someone to pray with you or for you, then the link is going to come up in the chat right now. And you can click on that link and, you, and someone can pray with you right now in this moment. But I'm going to pray for you as we do that. And then the band are going to come back. We're going to worship. We're going to respond. We're going to sing a great song called Inside Out, which is, I think, the heart of what I'm trying to say today. God wants us to love Him from the inside out. But sometimes we need to invite Him to the inside. Let me pray for you. Jesus, I want to pray for every single person that is watching whenever or wherever they're watching this. And I pray, God, that even in these moments, that they would just pray right now, search me. Search my heart, O God. Reveal my fears. Uncover my sins. And lead me in the way everlasting. Lead my life in Jesus' name. Amen. Guys, as we sing this song in a moment, I want to encourage you to release now, to get those, those anxieties like that scrunched piece of paper and throw it into the hand, into the glove of God. But I want to say one more thing. And I want to push some of you out there. Maybe you're not a Christian yet or you're very new and you, you've still got lots of questions about faith. You'd like to check it out a little bit more. Let me so, tell you again and remind you about Alpha. Alpha is our course that starts on Monday, the 14th of September. It's going to come up on the screen in a moment. And there's a link there for you, a QR code, or you can go onto our website uh, and you can check that out as well. And we would love you to sign up for that. So as that comes up right now, uh, again, you can click on or you go on our website, you can check, um, you, can, you, you can sign up for it and we will then contact you. Other people have already signed up for it. We've got lots of people. It's a virtual alpha, so it's all online, it's all on Zoom. And again, it's a dangerous thing for you to do, but maybe taking a dangerous step will lead you to a life that you never knew existed, but one that God desperately wants to have with you. And so as we sing this final song together and right wherever you are, really encourage you to join in and to not just watch the screen passively. The guys are doing an amazing job and some of us are in the room and we're lifting our hands and responding. And as you sing this song, ask God to search your heart so that we can live with integrity from the inside out. God bless you.